Welcome to Whitestone Podcast from the Whitestone Forum. This podcast is for business and nonprofit leaders like you and me, specifically designed around building, polishing, and leveraging our competencies. Each episode will provide a lens through which ever-growing citizens of God's kingdom can think about very effectively impacting every one of their organizations. For Whitestone Podcast, I'm Kevin Miller. Marketing. Nowadays, at least in the relatively affluent countries around the world, there is no activity that is more relentlessly pervasive in the broader culture than marketing. Perhaps even a decade or two ago, the average American could pretty much avoid the extensive reach of marketing by simply throwing away the newspaper or turning off the television or radio. Yeah, do a little electronic hibernating. But now you know that a huge major of interconnectedness is the daily routine for vast numbers of people. And that interconnectedness is facilitated very impressively through iPhones and tablets and laptops and other digital appliances. And that's now considered normal and absolutely necessary for basic communications. And that interconnectedness, whether at the personal level or the work level, is facilitated by many key platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Amazon. And that interconnectedness is largely funded by marketing initiatives, marketing outreaches, and a bundle of marketing dollars. Indeed, the everyday deployment of marketing has changed quite radically over the past two to three decades. But have the classic core principles of marketing changed? Not at all. So let's start these episodes on marketing with the definition of marketing by the American Marketing Association. Here goes. Marketing is the activity, set of institutions, and processes for creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging offerings that have value for customers, clients, partners, and society at large. Listen close. Here it is again. Marketing is the activity, set of institutions, and processes for creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging offerings that have value for customers, clients, partners, and society at large. Now that sentence is revealing. There's action with words like activity, creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging. And there are targets of that action like customers, clients, partners, and society at large. But the core goal that all these words surround, the core focus of marketing, is encapsulated in the four words that are smack in the middle of that sentence. Offerings that have value. Here's the deal. Offerings that have value are the fixed, unchanging star of the marketing constellation. But how an organization offers value over time is very thorny. That's because in a highly competitive landscape in a free market economy, it's the norm. In fact, it's a main focus for many competitors to try to replace your organization's current offerings. And they're doing that from many different angles. Take Target, for example. 
working diligently every day to consistently field offerings that have value. Let's make a list of, say, just a dozen of Target's competitors. Walmart, Walgreens, JCPenney, Best Buy, Trader Joe's, the chain grocery stores like Kroger, Dollar Tree, Macy's, outlet stores, malls, Amazon, and other retail websites. Wow, what a starter list. Not to mention thousands more national and local competitors. You see, Target can't succeed by just driving a stake in the ground and saying, this is our offering once and for all. The huge pressures on Target are coming from multiple points of attack at the same time, with the competitors all pushing different competitive buttons. So, Dollar Tree and Walmart and Costco are working to strip away price-sensitive shoppers. And aren't Macy's and Trader Joe's very focused on a higher perceived quality of key products? And Amazon and other retail digital shopping websites are designed for remote shopping and home delivery with an intimidating inventory breadth compared to what Target can physically carry in its stores. Now that's some huge squeezing from several key directions. So recall those four words, offerings that have value. Is Target's marketing strategy more about pricing or strong inventory breadth, or high quality of products, or a convenient place to shop. Or perhaps it's about some sort of magical mix of those. And has Target responded well to highly popular digital retail like Amazon? These are the issues to get offerings that have value. So what do you think? Is Target positioned for long-term sustainable success? Target undoubtedly has a strategy, but all of Target's competitors don't give a hoot about Target's realization of its strategy. Yes, all of those competitors have their own stewardship challenges and opportunities with their investors, their employees, and their customers. And in doing just that, they are often effectively working to whisk customers away from Target. Now, hold on to your hat. One of the most interesting patterns that an astute Christian business person finds over and over again is how the best business practices have often evolved to mimic where the kingdom of God already has been effective for a couple thousand years. So here are some of the amazing dimensions of offerings that have value from the extraordinary, privileged perspective of the believer. Right when people believe in Christ, whether that happened yesterday or last century or nearly a couple of thousand years ago, they are beneficiaries of the offering to God that was made by Christ on behalf of whoever would call on the name of Jesus. Here's what Ephesians 5.2 in the ESV says, quote, And walk in love as Christ loved us 
and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God, unquote. The sacrificial offering on the cross by Jesus entailed the perfecting of key dimensions of offerings established in the Old Testament, often clearly found prescribed in the book of Leviticus. That's why the writer of the book of Hebrews, communicating to Jewish Christians, of course, said this in Hebrews 13, 11 to 12, quote, For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood, unquote. And then Titus 2, 14, first part of the verse, and I'm quoting, Christ gave himself for us, to redeem us from all lawlessness, unquote. Whoa, 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 you say? What's all that got to do with marketing? Well, the truth is, it has everything to do with kingdom marketing, the good news of offerings that have value. At the cross, Christ realized extraordinary offerings that have value, great value. Christ was necessarily without blemish, to fulfill God's requirements, and he completely covered our sins. Christ's sacrifice on the cross is the ultimate ideal, the offering that allows believers to be reconciled to their heavenly Father. All we must do by faith is accept this unique offer of the gift of God's grace that entails salvation, eternal life, kingdom citizenship, and much more. Yes, Christ's perfect offering that his Father has fully accepted is offered to us as the only way to the Father. That's why the Bible says Jesus is the one mediator between God and humanity. But that's not really marketing, you say. That's just theology. But how about this, Romans 10, 13 to 17? And I'm quoting... For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. End quote. Come now, isn't that the best of what modern marketing aspires to? The strong messaging of the very best offerings that have value? And isn't that quintessentially the good news of the kingdom of God? Of course. There's no fruit in denying the straightforward truth that the early church's missionary journeys were about the marketing of the gospel and the discipling of committed beneficiaries of the offering made on their behalf by Christ. Hey, that's discipling then and now. That leads us to quote the greatest marketing imperative ever, 
intended to bring the very best offering of great value to all nations. Yes, God's global marketing plan is in Matthew 28, 19, a command from Jesus himself, quote, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, unquote. So Jesus established the ultimate version of offerings that have value. But what about the problem Target has? Multiple competitors. So, how about these competitors to the cross? Islam, Buddhism, secularism, self-regard, apathy, and lest we forget, Satan himself, defeated at the cross, yet still active. Well, there is one simple, timeless answer. Christ and him crucified manifested the ultimate offering that has value. But our tactics must morph with the times, knowing of the crafty wiles of the enemy and the lethargy that can easily set in. And much of what might be considered obstacles to the gospel, like technology, can cut both ways. The privilege of all believers is to go forth telling of this offering of great value. Ironic, isn't it? The ultimate offering, available for a couple thousand years. Marketing. Look to the cross. Go forth. Thank you for listening to Whitestone Podcast. Visit our website, whitestone.org, for more real-world equipping. There you'll find uncommon video teachings, application and action questions for this podcast episode, and more. Also, check out our unique downloadable resources for group meetups. That's whitestone.org. I'm Kevin Miller.